Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror in all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian, and this week we are doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we are pretty much going to be doing a ranking of the personal, our personal favorite movies of 2020. And to help me do the job, I have Ree with me. Hi, Ree. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, very excited to have you back. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Nice to be back. Always love having out with you oh thank you i appreciate it um but yes so this is pretty much gonna be i guess like the start of probably something i'll be doing consistently just ranking things which i love i love uh, putting things in a, a numerical order i think it's very fun <laughs> uh of course opinions based solely on me <laughs> like i this is this is all of our personal opinions this is uh re and i just deciding what we enjoyed the most this year so i mean strange year altogether really Mm -hmm. very strange but you know got a lot of a lot of random and interesting things for sure not like big blockbusters because obviously there was no theaters for a good portion but got still got some good content we did and the weird thing and i wasn't originally like keen to the idea of doing a ranking video because it was it was such a weird year and like you said like even with like no blockbuster releases even i don't know it made it hard to like keep up with what was coming out because things were being thrown on streaming services and i don't know the news was so focused even like main horror websites and stuff like sometimes they would just be focused on other things and like it was hard to keep up with everything that was being released this year but in looking into it, so many crazy things, so much good shit really did come out this year. So um, I'm nervous, really. <laughs> Are you nervous? Uh, I'm definitely nervous because I just know my taste is very different than a lot of people. But I'm still excited about the stuff that I watched this year. So, But yeah, so we might as well just jump into it because I feel like we'll probably get into... Mm, I don't know. How do we? Sh- how should we handle this? Should we do like spoilery talk? Maybe like slight spoilers, just so if- yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I have to like discuss some things that make me enjoy the movie uh, exactly without giving too much away. So there's gonna be like a slight spoilers for any listeners who are moving forward. Uh, just because I I have to I have to mention some things, but I'll try not to give <laughs> too much away when I discuss everything. Um, but let's go ahead and just kind of knock out some honorable mentions because I do have a handful. So if you I mean, I don't know. Should we just go one by one on our honorable mentions? Yeah, you can do yours and then I'll do mine. <laughs> okay, so courteous. Okay. Uh, so out of my honorable mentions, it was hard. It really was hard and I didn't expect it to be so difficult to like list things and like keep things off of the top five. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, a few faves did have to be just thrown back onto the honorable mentions listing just for sheer lack of... Oof, I don't want to get, like, too real. But, like, just originality. A, a lot of the stuff in my honorable mentions is enjoyable. I loved it. And it was, like, a good bright spot in the year. Obviously, just it didn't feel as original. Uh, which is crazy because in my top five, I feel like there's some <laughs> there's stuff that isn't original either. But I just enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first movie that I want to throw in as an, um, as an honorable mention is Spree. Have you seen Spree on Hulu? I haven't seen that. Okay, so it is an honorable mention. It wasn't going to make my top five, but I went into it expecting nothing. Like, I literally Mm -hmm. went in. I was like, this is going to be ridiculous. It just looked super silly. It was kind of giving me tease of Nerve. Have you seen the movie Nerve? with Mm -hmm. Okay, it was kind of giving me tease like that. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, because that movie is... I like wasn't the biggest fan of it, but going into it, it's handled pretty well. It's not bad. It has um, Steve, I forget his name, Joe or something like that from Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I don't know. It was a lot more interesting and a lot more dynamic than I was expecting it to be. So I mean, I would highly recommend at least checking it out. It's fun. It's really funny in some instances, which I wasn't expecting either. And the ending is pretty insane, pretty balls to the wall. But it's not like. <laughs> top five quality for me but i definitely have an on it just i want people to check it out so because it's super fun um do you have an honor you want to okay just okay i guess we can do back and forth if we want yeah (laughs) Yeah, okay (laughs) no okay uh so i'm gonna say one of my honorable mentions would be hashtag alive on netflix (gasps) it's the zombie movie um i i think it's japanese i know because i watched two that day and one was korean but i don't i think this one is japanese and it's like a zombie survival movie 
in present day, sort of. So they kind of use technology very interestingly during a zombie apocalypse. So that's what really caught my attention on it and it's just very well executed and thoughtful and it's kind of cute at times which is like weird to say about a zombie movie but like the character interactions yeah the character interactions are really cute and you know kind of campy but still fun okay i've been wanting to watch that movie so that was when i didn't get to unfortunately because i've been wanting to watch that one but I'm excited that you liked it because now I want to check it out. Because it was one of the ones in like going through everything I was trying to catch up on this year. I was like, it looks really good. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if it was going to be something that like kept my attention too much. Because it was literally that one or Spree. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, let me do Spree just because I have no idea why. I was like, let me just pick. (laughs) I was going to be one or the other because they both focus a whole bunch on like technology. I feel like they're like a modern approach to like things today. Uh, Of course, I went with Spree. I went with the vanilla choice out of the two. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, fun. So another honorable mention that I have is Alone. Have you seen Alone? No. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the one with the... No, I'm thinking of Inside. Never mind. I've not seen that. Oh, my... And you know what? It was so funny uh, because my boyfriend mentioned this too because I was kind of going through the movies that I was like going to be watching for this or movies that I was like ranking and he's like, some of these titles are all like the same if you think about it. Like there's a... Because <laughs> uh, we had watched Hush like right before I watched oh, Alone. Yeah. So I remember he came in <laughs> while I was watching it and I was, he's, like, he's like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching Alone and he's like, oh, is that the one with the deaf girl? And I was like, no. I was like, that's Hush. He's like, oh, he's like, that's... He's all they just he's all where's like the original title names? It's like I don't know, girl. But <laughs> Alone is fantastic. It's not it sucks because I wanted to like it more than I did going into it. It's well mm-hmm. done, it's well acted, it's not anything bad. It just didn't it didn't feel like it really like got to like level ten in terms of like what I was watching. It's very simple, mm-hmm. obviously. It's just a woman who's traveling by herself. She's alone, clearly. And of course she runs into somebody who initially follows her and i mean it's not giving too much away but he does kidnap her and hold her hostage for a bit and it that's just initially the entire movie it's just that mm-hmm. dynamic of them two facing off with each other and again i wanted to like it more than i did because it started off really really i hate traveling alone so like the first portion in the film with that's it's just <laughs> focusing on her traveling by herself Anxiety. was the most terrifying and yeah and from that point onward like from the time that she is captured it loses like flavor for me at that point. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it feels kind of like we're just hitting beats at that point, but it was still, it's still fantastic. I would still check it out. I'll definitely do that. What's your next honorable mention? Uh, my next honorable mention, which is definitely going to be controversial, but it's an honorable mention, <laughs> but <laughs> the invisible man, like, ah! of course, like we love <laughs> such oh God, a I'm good movie, already. but <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, it, it, it didn't quite make the top five, but definitely top ten because really good story, fabulous execution, fabulous performances from the whole cast. It was just kind of predictable at times for me besides, you know, the major twist. <laughs> but I, I really still enjoyed it regardless of if it's top five. And it's just a really good, like, very relevant story, especially with, like, Me Too and exposing abusers going on. Very relevant, definitely honorable mention yes and i will neither confer uh confirm or deny if it's on my list uh, <laughs> but uh it's one of those movies where i did it i had to gradually open up to it more because the first time i watched it i did i felt like it was done well but it felt very predictable but in going back and watching it a handful of times throughout the rest of the year um we'll see <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, so the next one that I wanted to throw on to my honorable mentions was The Rental. Have you seen The Rental? No, I've not. Okay. Uh, that one has been in my list for a while, though. I need to get to it. <laughs> okay, and listen to me. So this movie is ridiculous. It's not, again, original in its premise. At least it doesn't feel that way to me. But mm-hmm. it, oh, it's just well acted. It's fantastic. I um, love Alison Brie. I think she's fantastic. I uh, grew up like loving professional wrestling. So she was in the Netflix original glow, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite TV shows. It's well, it's just, it's fantastic. Even though it's been canceled. So I went into it strictly for her. I was like, Oh, well she's in this movie. I'll watch <laughs> it. I'll give it a shot. Um, I heard it was a horror movie. Cause I saw it and I was like, mm, I don't know. But then I had started seeing people talk about it on the timeline on Twitter. So I was like, let me just check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the film, again, not to give too much away. A majority of the film 
kind of focuses on like the relationship dynamics between the characters and a lot of it kind of is just like held by that weight of these characters and like what they're going through personally um but there's always like a sense of dread behind them the entire time which just consistently builds and then it kind of explodes in the final act and like something that it doesn't feel like it's a twist but it's it's kind of like a twist and then it feels like a completely different movie the last 20 minutes like it completely throws everything out the window that's been building so that's the only reason i didn't make my top five is because although i enjoyed the lead up to the final act and i i mean in two separate pieces i enjoyed both of them but together they just don't work as like a cohesive film but it's still fantastic and still definitely worth a viewing okay what would be your final (laughs) uh but my final one it would be nicole (laughs) have you seen that no i haven't heard of it either it's a low budget like indie film that I actually found on Tubi because someone on my letterbox had reviewed it. So it's essentially about this woman who is an alcoholic and, you know, she's a loner and she goes on a date with this very misogynistic guy and it goes very wrong. And I didn't know what to expect when I went into it because it's on Tubi. Like half the stuff on Tubi is like, it's either a hit or a miss or it's in between. But, um, I was really surprised. It is low budget and like indie, so it's very it's it's shot like very obviously low budget, but the premise is so good, the dialogue is so funny, the performances are so good. Like I I don't want to give anything away because it really starts like right at the beginning. Like the beginning of the movie it's just very into itself like you meet the characters you meet nicole you get in and then it goes like but the premise is this very annoying man (laughs) she goes (laughs) on a date with and highly recommend it's very witty very like the way that they portray introversion is one of the best that i've ever seen because all too often people like portray introverts as like weird creepy people and it just she does it perfectly like she's not she doesn't give a weird aura she's just clearly about her space and about her energy being saved and people take that wrong and they think that she's passive and blah 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 so that's how the story kind of develops her getting her real like getting her voice or whatever okay cool i like that i like the idea of it and to be like i said hit or miss so (laughs) (laughs) i I was surprised (laughs) because i mean that's that was always my difficulty growing up was obviously like the introversion and like just that portion of me that more times often than not like dominated my extrovert side uh but with my leo rising obviously i just i can't help it (laughs) i just i just come off i just you know I, i demand attention but I love that idea and I need to watch it now because that's always my, that's my favorite thing with horror sometimes. It's just like the solitude. So if there's anything that kind of focuses on just the, the feeling of being alone to me is the scariest thing in the world. So, which is weird because I do like to be at home by myself a lot, but in that moment also it makes you think so much and you're like, what am I doing with myself? So I need to check it out then. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, uh, my last honorable mention is host. Um, so host is not like new or fresh really in any way but i i guess have more of like a personal liking to the film because uh, for me with the year 2020 the shit show that it's been i kind of look <laughs> at the dynamic for me in terms of like movie is like the invisible man and then host because for me, the last like main horror film that I watched was The Invisible Man. I watched it in theaters, and then shit hit the fan like a month later. And from that point up until Host came out, like it was just like a void of like anything for me. I was just like not into anything. I was just watching fully comfort movies. I was watching Scream, and I was watching all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. And I was like, this that's just what I was doing from that time. Nothing was new. I wasn't trying to find anything new because my mind was just like everything stopped, and I'm just not going to focus on anything new for the time being until Host popped up on Shutter like out of nowhere. Like it was a Shutter original. I watched it, was not expecting much, and had a good time. Super short runtime, which I think is like the main thing that I really really enjoy about this movie. It's like less than an hour. It's like fifty four minutes yeah, 56 it's, yeah okay so see for me i enjoy that because it was quick and to me the movie idea isn't 
it's not worth more than that. It's not like it doesn't it doesn't need more than that. Not original. Obviously, it's just a group of people fucking around with some spiritual shit and then getting their asses handed to them. Uh, but it was well done. It did what Unfriended did, but I think it did it a scooch better. And I thought the acting was pretty well. And it again, it kind of reinvigorated like my want to then at that point look into the new releases that were actually coming out and kind of look into what maybe had been coming like or going on on streaming platforms. It just really helped kind of reset the year for me in terms mm-hmm. of my interest of movies, which is for sure something I have to accredit it to like towards that movie just because from that point onward i was like you know what yeah that was fun and like i was super into it and at that point i was like i was ready to then kind of get out of my dark hole of depression <laughs> at that point and like look into something fresh and new uh, exactly so that's the only reason here's my honorable mentions um fun movie but we might as well just get into the official top five um because i'm nervous uh but we'll go ahead and jump into our main top five Hey everybody, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really beneficial to our growth and we'd really appreciate it. It goes a long way. We're open to ideas and feedback. We'd love it all. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and plenty of other places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Uh, so who do you, you want to go first or I do just because <laughs> my number five is host. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So perfect transition into the same movie. So of course, you know, director Rob Savage, um, and yeah, you know, cast is all their names. Like they just <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> pretty much. like and like you said, it's really not original, but it just gave me everything that Paranormal Activity did not. It just was good, scary, had very good jump scares. Like, even the seance portion was fun. Um, hate Gemma. <laughs> As you should. She's the worst. The worst. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> but, but also, nobody took it seriously. So how else was it going to go, really? And... It was just really well shot, and I did actually watch it on a computer, which Ooh. is a very interesting like way to view it, because then you're kind of like looking around your own house through, like, it, because it really does feel like you are also in the, um, <laughs> you're also in the film because you're literally like a part of the Zoom call, so. Highly suggest watching it that way. It may not be like visually, like you may not see everything, but I also watched it in the dark, so it was whatever. <laughs> I love that. I wasn't expecting this movie to be on your top five, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. And it is for the sheer lack of uh, originality in the premise, is why I thought mm-hmm. maybe you were going to put it in your top <laughs> five. But I love that you did because it was literally right there with number five. And I was having such a struggle with my four, five, and host. Like mm-hmm. those ones, I was like, I don't I don't know what to do. Because for me, host, and it, I mean, it's stupid because I just feel like it's such a cultural milestone it, just in terms <laughs> of like what this year was. Because even like mm-hmm. from that point, onward any type of like discussion that i had over zoom or like any get together i had or anything every time something happened or if like the screen would like mess up or glitch like immediately i'd mention host I was like oh host yep. vibes or oh <laughs> host or or what if i get and i would always every time i log into like a conversation it's like what happens if i get just dragged back like um in in host and i was like i don't know i think it was great i'm kind of sad i didn't keep it now on my top five because it could have had the same top five i was hoping we go in here and have like the same list i was like listen mm. the same wavelength but fully agree with your number five it's a great movie it really is the funniest the best part to me though is when Gemma like puts on her mask to run outside i don't know why it cracks me up so much like you're literally being attacked by a demon and you're still like okay gotta put my mask on <laughs> She said, okay, we're going to, you know, fight this demon. We're going to do it in a socially distant manner. (laughs) That would have been me, though, dude. That would have been me if I was in that situation. I probably would have my mask on the entire time. Like, just Mm -hmm. perched on my face. Uh, But I do love love that they did that, too, though. Because when that happened, I was like, oh, okay. Because it was. It was that movie where everything to me was a blur up until this point. And even watching it, I was like, this is fun. It completely took me out of the fucking ridiculous state of the world. But then when she put on that mask to, like, run, I was like, fuck. And I was like, this is happening real time and 
like I guess a lot of people say like one of the first major like pandemic movies I guess or quarantine mm-hmm. movies and it holds a place in my heart uh it just wasn't my number five and now I'm nervous because my number five <laughs> I feel like might be controversial what's yours let's get into it <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like you might have this movie on your list and I feel like it might be higher for you but I don't know so my number five is Possessor so uh, this movie uh I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, let me kind of wait. Cause I, like the opinions on it have been like so mixed since it dropped. Uh, but the praise has been highly heard. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should just wait to watch it on my own time. I don't want to like feel forced to watch it. Cause it feels like it's such a divisive film that I didn't want to like jump into it that quickly. Uh, but I did anyways. Uh, the only reason it's number five is because I feel like I need to ingest it more. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there's stuff that I miss and there's things that I didn't fully grasped like i wish i could but my god if it doesn't like completely just uh transcend uh anything i've seen this year like it completely took me to like a a different reality uh science fiction horror has always been something that to me is probably the most scary because it does obviously revolve around science and just the body horror surrounding all of that so i was as it was i wasn't expecting to be so like gory Mm-hmm. Yeah, like opening scene into <laughs> the gore. Like. Yes, but my God, well acted. It's gorgeous. Um, Brandon Cronenberg, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, in comparison to his father, I mean, his styles. It's so interesting. Yes, and it just feels a lot more, a lot more cold in mm-hmm. like the what he's doing, and it also feels as though it leaves a lot more questions than it does answers. In a very interesting way. Um, So I feel, I don't know if it is on your list. Don't confirm or deny. Uh, I hope it is because I want to talk about it more. Uh, (laughs) But we can go ahead and jump into your number four. Okay. Well, my number four is His House on Netflix by Remy Weeks. It was amazing. Like, I have just been craving folklore that is not white, that is not Christian, that is not Catholic, and we got it. I was so happy. Like, And it's just so well done. The dream sequences, they are, are terrifying, actually. And there's so yes. many good jump scares, so many creepy imagery. Even the mask that the Apeth wears is so creepy. It's just so smart and intelligent and like real. And you just like kind of feel like you're them while you're watching it, like anxiety inducing, stressful, annoying, like uh, Matt Smith is so obnoxious in this movie. Like, yes, I was I was stunned to see him, too. I was like, what is he doing in here? Right. <laughs> just that scene where they're like, um, his house is bigger than mine. <laughs> Yep, mine too. I'm like, okay, is your house haunted? Is your house in shambles? Is your house like literally being torn apart? Like y'all, y'all. Are you, what do you a mean? literal refugee coming from a war-torn country? I don't think you have room to uh, compare. <laughs> like at all. And that's another thing. Like the government knows what's happening to these people and still gives them scraps mm. and treats them less than. And it's just like you know, these people come from the absolute bare minimum if not worse because they're in a point of war and you're still like here here's some scraps you'll be happy with that because you had less than like how is that that's not how you treat people it like, isn't and they even they're, i mean even in that point too they're like so grateful for it like as much as they can be but it's forced gratitude because yep. that's the whole like premise of like oh my house is big that's the whole you're trying to make you're trying to humble them when they are literally the most humble people because they've literally come from this situation and just need help and how are you how is it an opportunity if you can't even get a job (laughs) you can't expand your own income and like i said just the dream sequences and the like haunting it gave me very much like poltergeist haunting can in Connecticut vibes, like, so good, so good. And just the theme of, like, survivor's guilt is so well done through that. Like, and the twist, I was like... I was choking. (laughs) Like, y'all can't do that! It's not... I was choking. (laughs) I was, was, even even at that point with the twist, I was so torn. I'm like, I was like, fuck! Because the entire movie, I'm like, 
as soon as the movie started, I was like, please don't let anything happen to them. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just, I feel so bad already. And I just, they seem like nice people. But with a twist, it does initially bring a different light to them as people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you do look at them and I love that they did that because if you do look at the premise of it and you look at their characters, you're just like, Oh yeah, you know, they're refugees and they're coming into a completely different country and off the bat, you're going to have sympathy for them. If you're you mm-hmm. know, a good person, you're going to feel sympathetic for them. But with the twist, it kind of alters your viewpoint of them as characters even. And to mm-hmm. me that, I don't know. It, to me, it heightened it to another level at that point. I was like, okay, I see you. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, the thing is, you don't know anyone's situation, and you don't know what you would do in that situation. Exactly. But but our brains still judge people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was like, damn, damn. I just felt so bad. Uh, wow. Again, I'll neither confirm or deny if it's on my list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your number four? Okay, so my number four, to me, it just... Uh, I don't know. It just spoke to me personally just because I thought it was very stupid and silly and fun. And I put Freaky at number four. And it was so hard to put Freaky. um, Damn, I don't know. It's tough because for me, it was just fun. It really was. Like it, nothing was like obviously like original, but it kind of was at the same time because it's obviously Freaky Friday, the premise of Freaky Friday placed within the aspect of some type of horror thing happening around it. But I was thinking the hot chick the whole time. Same, that (laughs) The entire time. That movie. Oh, my goodness. But, like, actually funny. Yeah, but actually, yeah. like, not problematic in so many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I went back and uh, watched that movie not too long ago because I, I was scrolling through. I think it's on HBO Max. I have no idea. It's somewhere to stream. And I was like, you know what? I, was, I haven't seen The Hot Check in a while. So I told my boyfriend. I was like, let's watch this movie. It's one of those movies that I really enjoyed as a kid. It's probably still yeah. kind of funny. I still quote so many, like, so many parts from that movie, even to this day. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Watch it. I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> very problematic. Uh, but Freaky just handles it in such a good way, I guess. I mean, it's to be expected with Blumhouse. They're never, like, really, like, dynamic in what they present. Mm-hmm. But they present clean and well-constructed films. They're never exciting. Jason Blum, even though he's a problem in of itself. Uh, <laughs> the movies that his production studio releases, again, are done well. And Freaky, to the notion of Happy Death Day, kind of gives that aspect mm-hmm. of feeling like a coming-of-age movie, but it felt... I don't know. The thing with Happy Death Day, I like Happy Death Day more than I like Freaky, still, personally. I just do. Uh, but Freaky definitely feels a lot more... Uh, it feels more coming of age, I guess, because Happy Death mm-hmm. Day felt more of like a personal journey for Tree in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but for this sure. one just feels like more commonplace, like it's a teenage girl, a high schooler, uh, dealing with, you know, the teenage girl things. But to be thrust into the situation, a deadly situation, uh, very fun. And it was really gory and bloody, a lot more than mm-hmm. I was expecting. Uh, the jokes actually landed, which I also was not expecting. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I have actual like, video evidence of the fact that i was crying laughing at one of the jokes like i was like i was not expecting this because usually i'm like to vince vaughn i'm just like eh, same maybe not same. <laughs> when i was like when i saw that he was in this movie i was like girl i am not interested in vince vaughn <laughs> there's not one ounce of me that cares about anything that he's in the last thing i watched him in was it uh jurassic park 2 the lost world that's like the last thing i remember him in because i've never been a fan of him never even watched reading crashers i just never cared for his type of comedy uh, mm-hmm. so i was like going into this i was like Ugh, but what tell me why i was laughing <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you the like jelly beans thing and I was like we were smoking like a joint while I was watching it so I was like f- literally freshly high when it was like excuse me do you have any jelly beans and I was like <laughs> like cackling <laughs> it is so good it's so funny uh heartwarming when it needs to be heartwarming um uh, I don't know. Even, of course, with her two best friends. I mean, they were thrown in, of course, as like the minority characters. <laughs> Absolutely. But they call attention to it in a way that actually works. Like, it doesn't feel stupid in any way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's fun. It's great. Um, I don't know. I want to watch it. It's one of those movies where I will throw <laughs> it on. It ha- if it wasn't for fucking rent at the moment, uh, when I can purchase it uh, without... When it goes on Less sale. than $22. <laughs> yeah. When it goes under the $20 mark, uh, I'll surely be purchasing. Because it's one of those movies where I want to just throw it on and just have it on. Like it's Absolutely. It's so fun. Uh, but what's your number three then? My number three is Possessor. So ah, okay. It's on that list. And yeah, like you said, it's just 
definitely one that you have to rewatch because I like I think I watched it two and a half times because I, I didn't finish it the first first time I watched it. But it's just very for like like you said, gore from the go, gore from the go. And it really just tackles and he does this in all of his films. Well, I haven't seen all of his films. I've seen <laughs> antiviral, so let me not. Yes. Does he even have multiple? Because isn't he new? new? He's pretty like, new. Sorta? I don't think he has too many things out at the moment from when I checked. Hold on. I'll also check. So, yeah. So this looks like three short films and two full length. Okay. So this is his sophomore effort then. Antiviral mm-hmm. came out before this? Yeah, 2012. But even that Ooh, one... Okay same theme of like capitalism being toxic like at least that's what i get from it because i mean she her she was literally manipulated by her employers like straight up (laughs) and it's and so is um colin like the whole premise is that he hates his job like uh, uh, not the whole premise but you know his storyline yeah Yeah. his storyline is i hate my job but i'm dating my boss's daughter (laughs) like (laughs) And I don't know. And the sequences that took place in the brain or like the mind were really, really good. I love the use of colors, the use of sounds there. And even the like, I don't know, just the way that it looked, everything was very well done. And he just really gets themes well done through everything that he does like his imagery like even the part where she's like rehearsing talking to her kid it's like so sad because like you have you that's that shit has to fuck with your brain like there's no way like her going through making sure she remembers all the stuff like and it even gave me like the same vibe as like the military and like how they just use your body for whatever and then up until you're you know disposable <laughs> then they let you go like it's essentially that or they'll break you down to the point that you don't have family you can't have connections with people because i just know a lot of like especially living in the south i know a lot of military kids and like their dads mostly it's their dads in the military like it's serious like they really are like you're not gonna see your family and we don't give a shit like right and especially with like I just felt like it also could be like a depression thing, like a whole depression metaphor because she's just going through and living other lives to avoid the reality of her life. And I I thought it was just really, really great. Great themes. He's a brilliant director and I'm so excited to see what else he does. I'm so, like he's on like my watch list in terms of like what he's going to bring because again, he's just, it's such a cold, meticulous direction that I feel he's going in and I love it. And yeah, I mean, it's like the aspect, I mean, because people are consistently discussing how, like, with video games, um, even, like, the VR headsets that are, like, a thing now, like, just putting mm-hmm. yourself into a different reality, and it, and it's, those have been discussions that people have brought up, they're like, okay, well, what if we get to the portion where, you know, we can go fully into virtual reality and kind of live a different world, almost in tune of, like, The Matrix, this movie also kind of mm-hmm. gives me some of that vibe, or some of those vibes as well, For sure. uh, but it also kind of gives me just the aspect of, like, um, even like transgender issues mm-hmm. and just this trouble of like knowing who you are in your own body. In your body, yeah. Yeah, because she clearly has, I mean, just because of what she's put through, I mean, she's she yeah. has to live somebody else's life. But to me, I mean, even with the imagery, and I don't know if, if you know, he's going to come forward and like confirm or deny what themes he was aiming for. But there's one particular scene as well, even when, because um, the main character, she's entering a man's body. So when she's making love, spoiler, she's making love to that yeah. man's wife, girlfriend, uh, or fiance, I think. That's yeah, fiance. <laughs> uh, there's the image, of course, where, I mean, she she has a penis and like it like warps into like her body with the penis and like it just makes you think, okay, this poor girl, like who even, she probably doesn't even know who she <laughs> is at this point. Exactly. And the fact that they even come together and merge in a different way, uh, not to spoil, <laughs> but they merge in a different way than what she's previously been um, like, used to. Yeah, used to. It's just like it makes you feel like, you know, maybe she doesn't even fully know who she is. It's fantastic. Exactly. God, I love that movie. It's but great. even that, like, how well would you know your loved ones or the people around you to know if there was another person inside of them? That's like, what if they are being mind controlled? Would you even know? Like, And she has that power to know. That that it's a it's a reality initially. Like she knows that they have the the power to put your subconscious into somebody else's body and take over. Uh, even at the end, not to spoil anything, uh, but even at the end, that shit pissed me off. 
But even at the end, I don't know. Uh, fuck. We'll have to do like an episode on it and bring you on because the end like completely like mind fucked me and just like I need to rewatch. But it's a fantastic film. We love it. So good. <laughs> so it's your number three. Okay. So my number three is going to be um, Run on Hulu. A Hulu original run. Uh, of course, starring Sarah Paulson. It's mm-hmm. again going into it, it. The premise of it, of course, is like, I mean, obviously you go into it and it's like very much the Gypsy Rose situation of mm-hmm. a mother, you know, projecting her own trauma and her own whatever disease really that she's trying to <laughs> present her daughter with and just like completely taking over her life and just completely making her her poor daughter's life decisions for her it's insane obviously sarah paulson can act um even if it you know i mean the whole meme is where she's just constantly screaming and just like giving the most ridiculous (laughs) expressions uh of course yeah that's going to be in this movie so if you're gonna go into expecting sarah paulson sarah paulson will be screaming (laughs) (laughs) uh you're gonna get it it's it's good it's well acted she's not awful at what she does but you're going to be getting a sarah paulson performance but really also like this is just random like commentary on the fact that horror is just chalked up to a bunch of screaming but like marriage story literally one and a cat i'm like that was a bunch of screaming how how is it different because it's people screaming about marriage and not running from like a a fucking terrifying monster or something it's the corruption of the fucking film academy they're trash (laughs) dumbass (laughs) (laughs) they're garbage you know what i not to get on a fun tangent but it wouldn't be a slasher if we didn't i went through a whole like wormhole the other day where i was like you know what let me look into like i don't know why i did i was like i just want to look to see who the best actress like winner are like out of like the entire fucking span of whatever 100 something years literally there's been one woman of color oh well no that's a lie i think there's been a couple um because i know no yeah in the main actress timeline i'm thinking supporting actress where there's a little bit more color diversity there uh yeah in supporting actress obviously (laughs) but in the main actress uh halle berry is the only like woman of color the only black woman to have won that role uh and just in terms of like all the movies, I just went into a whole hole and I was like, even in terms of like performances and some of the movies that they like gave these awards out for, I was like, this is just ridiculous to me. But and- Holly Berry over like so many actresses. <laughs> like not to knock her, but. Oh, no, she's great. Monster but, like- Ball is a fine movie, but, <laughs> but I mean, like, I just think of Holly Berry and Catwoman and like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't it. shake it from my head. So like anything that I see her it's in, Catwoman or Babs. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh yes. You know what? And she also, what was that movie that she did recently where she was like a, a police dispatcher? I forget what it's called. No, I'm literally seeing that cover in my head. Her with the little. <laughs> and that wasn't a. Good, that was a good movie. She did great in that movie. That movie was traumatizing. But I just, I can't. I just think, I just think of her performances and. <laughs> <laughs> and like Catwoman and I'm just like yeah, you know Halle Berry but yeah that stuff pisses me off and Mm-mm. it just pisses me off in terms of like horror obviously completely getting shunned consistently and like even like in terms of like this movie I feel like Sarah Paulson did fantastic and she deserves mm-hmm. at least some type of nomination but Kira Allen her daughter in this movie is who I I was watching the movie for her I stayed watching the movie for her she is what kept me interested in the movie because she's fantastic obviously Mm -hmm. disabled young woman and you know so it's for her it comes straight from the expression and her voice and what she can do and what she can can bring just in terms of her emotions and obviously kills it she's fantastic uh there's so many things in this movie that like just they kept me on edge the entire time i was like so nervous um there's a scene where she's locked in the house not to spoil uh but she obviously has like one of those little like operating chair things that like takes you down yeah. like yeah and of course sarah paulson's character at one point not to spoil but to spoil um has to walk <laughs> upstairs and she has to get downstairs and oh just, like, yeah the ensuing like that scene just threw me for a loop. smart intelligent brilliant <laughs> so smart like she is yes. so smart in this movie and i was just like she's fantastic and i love everything about it and she was just so practical and she thought everything out she was very intelligent and the only thing that soured me on this movie was the ending i did not like it mm-hmm. at all yeah i hated it it completely went to like a well thought out you know thriller to like something stupid and like corny and hammy at the end and i was like this is stupid 
Um, so that's why it didn't even place higher on this list. But I had to, like, the last five, ten minutes isn't going to take away from, like, the experience I felt, like, watching it. Yeah. But it surely knocked it down a few pegs. It was definitely a fun one, though. Okay. What is your number two? We're on two? Yes. Um, my number two is actually Freaky. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I just, it's just so funny. Like, I <laughs> am not, a co- the thing is, I, as much as I hate comedy as a genre, like Same. horror comedy and B movies are just my shit. I love them. And if you can make me laugh while I'm watching a scary movie, perfect. And like we said, jokes landed perfectly every single time. I cried laughing at the jelly bean. I was like laughing at the scene where he's like, mom, I'm straight. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, anyway, moving on. Like, (laughs) false. (laughs) It's just so. It's so good. So good. And I just love camp, you know, like camp. It'll always win with me. And, you know, the whole premise of, like, white people digging up artifacts. Anytime they get, you know, some comeuppance for that, I'm there. We stand. We love revenge via ancestors. (laughs) (laughs) And that scene, but that scene where they bring the the, uh, article to this, the Spanish teacher, though, I was set me into no. <laughs> I was like, listen. Because you know, she's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, she's like, what are y'all into? Why are y'all bringing this into my classroom? Like, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> and even that, uh, <laughs> um, what scene really like fucking sent me uh was the scene um where vince vaughn and the love interest for the main character are in the backseat of that car and <laughs> they just can't help their sexual tension i was so uncomfortable but like it felt like that comedy that kind of was like like you know touching the line a little bit and it makes you mm-hmm. like, like girl and this is not okay but like you can't help but like laugh at it and you're just like this is so stupid and like they're just not exactly. even taking it serious and it makes me it just it that even sent me into oblivion i was like i was laughing <laughs> the entire time it worked so well and what were you gonna say because <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say fuck charlene <laughs> <laughs> her dumbass this whole time she pissed me off the whole movie truly and like the fact that she shot in the air when you're someone just stabbed your sister but you're pointing a whole ass gun at a black child like literally i'm like real but also unrealistic especially if it's a child that you know i feel like you'd be like what are you, what are you doing i would be like sit down what's going on like explain that was very unbelievable for me I mean, but also believable, because when it happened, I was like... Mm. No, but yeah, because, I mean, growing up, going to a PWI, you know, being a black kid surrounded by a bunch of white people, yeah, they're not... I I could definitely see how that would happen, even if you have known this child for... Because you just... Implicit bias is real hard to unlearn, is what it is, especially when you're a cop, so... But she pissed me off. I was really hoping they would punch her or something. I was hoping... uh um Vince Vaughn would come in and like you know ask her sister punch her just knock her out I was like she just needs like some type of like knock in the face uh but also the what is he the ag teacher fuck that guy too I'm oh yeah so glad he died glad, yeah <laughs> glad he got what he got sorry spoiler too. but yeah bye but god he pissed me off like god I hated him but yeah freaky so fun uh, like ugh, I love that movie it is a good one so and your number two so my number two is the invisible man uh so mm-hmm. yes and it's high and i just i couldn't like bring myself to not have it be any higher just because it was one of those movies that it, it had to marinate for me watching it the first time around in theaters <sighs> r.i.p uh <laughs> it was okay and it like i don't know it was one of those movie theater experiences where it didn't heighten the movie for me you know, because sometimes you can go to a movie and you can watch it in the movie theater and it's like everything and you love it. But this is one of those movies where I then when I go home and I watch it in like a more uh, private space and it's just like me and like, or, you know, me and one other person or whatever. And you just notice more and it just envelops you more. And the movie's so quiet at times. And mm-hmm. it's one of those movies, it, watching it in the theater kind of took away from what made it so good. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, like going into a movie, like sometimes the theater audience can work with the movie and like 
play into what needs to like happen with reactions and like staying quiet and sometimes they surely don't so i feel like watching it the first time around it just wasn't for me i was like oh, it was whatever it was good but i was like whatever but in like the middle of the year in rewatching it with the first time uh, i made my boyfriend watch it for the first time and in that second viewing i was like god you know what this is much better than i remember it made me a lot more anxious the second time around just because I don't, I don't know. I was just disconnected. I didn't think COVID was happening. So I was just being, a bitch, <laughs> I guess in back in February when I watched it in theater uh, yeah. for theaters, <laughs> but in rewatching it in the middle of quarantine in solitude, just being by myself, just the aspect of relating to Elizabeth Moss's character at that time then just felt a lot more realistic. Mm-hmm. She's completely alone. Um, the gaslighting that that man does in this movie is insane and it just makes you so angry and just to kind of go through that journey with her the scene in the restaurant is what really like yeah sends me into like a panic every time just like how and but the thing i guess my also i did the same thing where i saw it in the drive-in and a lot of the times in drive-in people are dumb and don't turn off their lights so it like reflects off the screen and you can't and a lot of that is quiet and dark and you have to really notice the little movements in it so yeah that's probably had an effect on me seeing it too but just the amount of times that she could have had receipts, I was like, girl, take pictures. <laughs> like, the, like, as soon as you saw that cell phone in the attic, I would have been like, how'd this get here? <laughs> like, yes. text y'all, like, here's a picture of this dude's phone. I have no clue how it literally got in the attic. So, right. yeah, <laughs> it's tough because there's parts to it where I did also. And that's how I felt like watching it the first time around where I was like, this seems kind of silly. Like, I feel like. I don't know, anything could have been done for like her to stopping it. But I guess it always comes back to just the initial gaslighting of it all. Mm-hmm. She really just does not think that she can. She doesn't think that she can go to somebody. She doesn't think that she can try to, which is why in the end she just does it herself. Cause she exactly. just doesn't, she doesn't, I, I mean, it sucks. Cause there's, I mean, watching it with my boyfriend, he's the type of person too, where he'll call things out immediately. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. He'd be like, well, why doesn't she just do that? Or why doesn't she do this? Or why doesn't she That's do That's a Sagittarius shit. Yeah. <laughs> Very that. <laughs> like, hey, why is she not just doing this? And I was like, and I, was like I, I get it. And I was like, and I fully understand. I was like, but for me, it just comes down to just mental, her mental space at that time. I was going to say, if you like don't, and she probably didn't want to believe it either. Like you don't want to believe that this person is still stalking you after all these articles are written and there's been a funeral and blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's just the power he holds over her. And that's, and for me, as always just being like, you know, uh, a saint as I try to be uh, in terms of like watching movies, I would try to give them the benefit of the doubt. So for me, that's just how, like if it feels like she could be doing something, anything different, like even when she got in like the Uber, like, I don't know. And, but, and it's also so hard cause you can't even trust like the police in any situation. So even if she were to like go anywhere, I mean, they would probably just ridicule her and make her, out to be a psychopath anyways which is why she i feel like she doesn't do anything but yeah yeah. i mean i've inter i've just literally been a victim of a crime and like i was shot at once and the police literally told me that it would be a hassle to remove the bullet to get fingerprints i was like it's your job (laughs) i don't know like what to tell y'all why and i mean even the police gaslight you so it really yeah she's alone in the situation she really is and uh personal uh opinion aside of elizabeth moss uh she does great in this movie like she is a tour de force in terms of this performance because it just it works so well and uh the one thing that really pissed me off though for being honest even though it's still my number two i still love this movie is when um the little girl got hit when she got smacked. I would know that wasn't her. Like, I really would, because we were just, like, laughing. That Where did that come from? Like, you weren't even near me. And she was like, surely, yeah, a couple feet <laughs> like, away. And that little girl just ran with it. And she's like, this bitch, she struck me. And I was, I mean, I get it. I mean, I guess, whatever. But that is the one thing I was like, no, no, that doesn't add up. Like, you can't have somebody that you've known for so long who literally just gave you, what, fucking $10,000 a month? You really think she's going to sit there and just be like, mm, Bop, knock you on the fucking face like what like girl no that and was the one thing that like pissed me off your size like she's probably not gonna be able to do as much like as knocking you across the room like that like that was the, that only was thing. the one yeah, yeah that was the one where i was like that's at that point when i was watching it originally uh i was like ugh, i rolled my eyes i was like no why would you like what like what uh, so at that point i was like no. over it but <laughs> i dead ass would have been like what the fuck was that <laughs> like, i would have I, I might but me being me immediately anything that happens 
is like a ghost. I'm like, oh, a ghost. <laughs> <Same. that. laughs> we have poltergeists. We have demons. Let's get the fuck out of here. Same. That right away. I would have been like, oh, fuck, you slapped me from across the room. No, I thought I would have been like, what was that? That was a demon. Let's leave. <laughs> That's just how I operate. I'm like, immediately like, oh, fuck, it's some type of supernatural shit happening. So that pissed me off when she immediately just like jumped onto it being her. But beyond that, everything is fantastic. The ending is beyond satisfying. And, uh, I love it. And it's one of those movies that's aged like fine wine over the year for me. Uh, started out kind of rocky, a little bitter, some barefoot, $3 wine. Uh, moving <laughs> on to something that's at least $20 plus. We love her. <laughs> at least 20 <laughs> <laughs> At least. Uh, but here we are, number one. Your number one movie number of the year. one. Now, this is for real. Going to be very controversial. I know that. But... I like B-movies, so that is just always part of the things that I like. So my number one is Bad Hair on Hulu. Fuck! That was one of the ones I didn't get to. Oh, please watch it. I really, really liked it. Like, I don't even know. Like, it was just... It was just for me. Like somebody was like, "This is for Ray. She. This is. I don't know. She's calling me, but I made this movie for her. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's just everything that I was looking for: non-white possessions, witches, black girls doing their thing. It's just I love everything about it. And it's set in the '80s. The big hair, the everything, camp, like camp, 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 and. That's probably, I mean, that's exactly why Freaky is my number two, because I love camp. I love B-movies. I love that type of always run. And a lot of the things that I've seen about criticisms is that they didn't feel it was camp enough. I'm like, it's literally about a haunted weed. How do you get any more, like, camp? Like, there's nothing more camp than haunted hair. Like, there... And just all of the cameos are so good. Like Laverne Cox, Kelly Rowland, Usher, like such good cameos. It just really is like obviously like for the culture, black culture. And also including like slave folklore and just like amazing storytelling. The dream sequences. And that's another thing that I really realized, especially in black films this year, dream sequences. I mean, even going back to even Get Out. And that's just like your brain. That's where you process your trauma. That's where you deal with things. That's where you like compartmentalize. So the dream sequences in that were amazing as well. And it really gives like nods to like the grudge and bring and you know how like there's the thing in Japanese horror like hair is a part of their horror in that they do that so well it's so well incorporated in this and then there's like some of the kills amazing and (laughs) it has that thing like from the ruins that I hate so much which is probably why I like it because it does it in a way that I can actually watch it and not feel disgusted (laughs) I have to look away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ruins just, <laughs> it ruined me <laughs> but it's also another commentary on like capitalism and assimilation and like how you literally have to sacrifice yourself just to make money and it's done in the 80s so you know we love that <laughs> yes damn i'm so pissed because that was on my list i literally have like a whole fucking list of movies that i didn't get to and that was one of them and i'm pissed off because i don't know how it fell off um there's another hulu uh original to the owners i think is what it's called that i also wanted to check out that i didn't get to check out i'm pissed uh damn that's crazy i'm glad that you <laughs> liked it because i I don't know. It seems, at least on my timeline and just from what I've heard and like the podcast that I've listened to, it seems to be a well-liked movie. So Mm -hmm. I need to check it out immediately. And just like, I just have this issue where I realized in my adulthood that most people, especially in the South, but especially black women in the South, like there is no such thing as hair freedom. Like, you are to straighten your hair or have a, a, a neat, presentable, professional way. And that's just it. But in my adulthood, I realized that I did have that as a black Southern pansexual person. And that's really like something that you don't realize when you're going through it and how much of an impact it does have on you. Because 
it was like a whole deal like when I came to school with purple hair (laughs) and I was just like and I there apparently my mom got like comments from other parents like oh my god yeah you let her do that like she's only 16 and my mom's like well I'd rather (laughs) she you know have purple hair than be on meth it's not like they correlate (laughs) (laughs) exactly ah damn now you made me want to watch that movie I'm so sad that I didn't get to it I really liked it Well, in the vein of uh, just getting away from white people, my number one <laughs> is his house. It had to be. It just, it, I don't know. I haven't felt that way in watching a movie in a little bit. Um, probably since Hereditary, to be honest, back in 2018. Uh, and like Dr. Sleep in 2019, maybe. It was just, it was fantastic. It just... I loved everything about it. I mean, everything you said earlier, uh, just a different type of folklore, a different type of, and again, nothing new. It's still like some type of ghost story in a sense, but it completely just made it a lot more interesting. Like it wasn't the conjuring or insidious or anything that we've seen. It was just different and handled differently and presented authentically. And, uh, even like the, designs um like you said the apeth mask was insane but even spoiler i guess a little bit at the very end with the witch terrifying i mean i literally my i was i watched it uh in bed i was relaxing and at the very (laughs) end when all that was happening my blanket was like literally like right underneath my eyeballs and i was like i don't know if i can keep watching and that's something i try to grow out of because growing up if i know i'm gonna get scared i always look away yeah but i've been trying to just force <laughs> myself to continue to watch the screen especially in starting the podcast i was like i can't miss anything <laughs> but that was one of those scenes where i was like this and i was just like i can't like my eyes were like on the verge of being completely covered because it just looks so creepy and it just it's gonna haunt me like when i think of like sleep paralysis demon that's exactly like the image that pops yeah. in my mind so when that thing came crawling out of the ground i was like fuck like say it like oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What is that thing? <laughs> but and it, it, I just don't know. It's fantastic. Everything about it was great. Like I said, the twist, um, uh, I don't know. It just added a different layer to the characters that we've come to know in the movie. And just, I don't know. I just, I love it. Everything about it. Visually, it's so stunning, so gorgeous. Um, of course, the acting is phenomenal. The direction's great. The score is awesome. The scene, the dream sequences, like you said, are terrifying. Um, the one where Ball is in, I mean, I guess they're all kind of like in the same like lakey ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the bodies start to, like all the dead bodies start to rise out of the water, <laughs> like that literally sent me into a spiral. I'm like, no, <laughs> or when she's like you. looking, when she just looks over at the wall and they're all just looking at her. Yes! I was like, Mm-mm. like no ma'am <laughs> it just it scared me and it did it fantastic or in such a fantastic way that i just i'm gonna be thinking about it i'm gonna force everybody to watch this movie it's one of those movies <laughs> yeah um or i'm just like you know what? it's good it's great you're going to have to watch it uh same with possessor which is weird and i know i'm probably gonna eventually come back and like probably push it up a little bit higher yeah uh but I, I want to show everybody that movie now. I don't care how, like, fucking ridiculous or how graphic that movie is. Like, I want everybody to watch Possessor as well. But His House, to me, was just, uh, like, straight to the point, like, the most, I don't know, like, I guess, like, you know, it falling into, like, you know, the folklore category or, like, the ghost category. But to me, it was, like, just the most pure horror. It was fantastic, scary. Fan- it's just, I don't know. I love it. I could talk about it forever, and I can't wait to do an episode on it because I just want to get into everything with it. But that was my number one. I love that movie. Good number one. Yes, black movies number one, as they should be. Yes. <laughs> and pisses me off because there are so many movies that I didn't miss uh, or that I miss with people of color that I didn't get to. Um, I know the La Llorona movie on Shudder, which was an original, and that one's in actual Spanish, which is great. Yeah. It's not the disgusting, whitewashed, uh, conjuring verse trash. When, no, when we went to go see that in theaters, I shit you not, someone goes... While they're doing, like, you know, they're praying in Spanish at some point, and half the time when they do it, they will then repeat what they said in English immediately after, because that's just how whitewashed things do. But, like, this man in the audience literally goes, I can't even understand what they're saying. How is this in Spanish? And I literally turned around, and I was like, sir, this title is in Spanish. Did you really, (laughs) like, come into this movie, Mexican Folklore? And expect that there would be no Spanish. Like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all, that's another reason that I go to the drive-in. <laughs> like, for fucking real. Like, 
And my and my boyfriend was like, why? I could have gotten in a fight with him. I was like, no, that was stupid as fuck. What? I mean, the literal title is in Spanish. Yeah. What, what are you expecting? And they weren't even going to do that. Blumhouse. Or I don't even know who the fuck. I don't even know. Where, I don't remember who, who did it either. <laughs> but they weren't even thinking about doing that because they didn't want to scare away the fucking, the poor white people that were going to come to the movie. So they weren't even wanting to name it that movie. They I wanted know. to name it something else super generic just so people would come to it. But like, no, you know, it's a Mexican folklore. Let's stick with tradition and just call it that. And of course, people still go in there as ignorant. So I'm not, I'm surely not going to watch that. But I've been meaning to get to the Shutter original which apparently um, somebody on my timeline who's actually Mexican uh, pre- presented that to me and said, check, definitely check this out because it's actually handled pretty well. So I was meaning to get to it, but I don't even know if it was released in 2020. It was uh, 2019. Or I think so. Yeah, it looks like 2019. Yeah, January. Well, it said it was released in France January of this year. So, hmm. Well, if I was French, um, it would definitely make my twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it and make sure I put it on my list somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I had to, you know, I just, I needed something different. I needed something that was not white uh, to be my number one. That's always the goal. <laughs> any ranking. And if we're looking at any rankings moving forward, just be aware that I'm going to be doing everything in my power to make sure it's not white. But if it is, it's probably earned. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, at this you know. point, my motto is that white people got to earn my money. Like, <laughs> I will give it freely to the girls, the gays, the blacks, <laughs> and the indigenous people, but I'm not going to give my money freely to you. Yes. <laughs> but not to go into the movie with, like, the initial bias of, like, oh, well, you know, it's not a white movie. It's going to be my number one. Uh, it just was. It was just better, period. It mm-hmm. just, it was better. It was scarier. It was handled well. There's actual actual lore to it like it's an actual representation of what these people go through or the stories that these people hear it's not some ridiculous you know whitewashed oh spooky yuki somebody fucking i don't know stayed into the church until 3 a.m and got possessed or whatever (laughs) so it just it had more to it and it's fantastic and i don't know i love it if you haven't seen it you need to watch it it's just like it's pure it's horror to the utmost uh i don't even know whatever fuck it it's great watch it (laughs) (laughs) it is great and just even with bad hair just don't just please just watch things that aren't white like it really does need to be pushed like even if it is on hulu which they're still you know a white corporation but they are paying a black man so (laughs) yeah same his house being on netflix i was like i just hate even though i'm like subscribed to all of these things like i'm just like i hate it even like with blumhouse i'm just like you know but they're pushing out stuff that's actually kind of getting mainstream attention in terms of horror so i mean power to them for pushing that i guess but yeah i go into everything just like with the already like being disgusted (laughs) (laughs) or like hating whoever's getting my money but it it was worth it it's so good and i'm so glad that netflix put money towards something original and different and same for hulu with your number one doing something just different for people who aren't white we always support (laughs) uh diversity for sure well this is a good little list i got some honorable mentions that i'll have to take a look at i'm definitely gonna watch spree and i would recommend kind of like you said with host um with spree i watched it in two different parts um i watched it like the first half um it was on a slow day at work so i had the chance to watch it but i was watching it on my phone the entire time and it just works. Like there's parts where they, uh, where they're char- where the characters are on Instagram live. So seeing that on your phone, mm-hmm. I mean, it just feels it just feels more realistic. And then I I had to stop it because it got pretty busy at work. So I went back and finished it after I got off in my room on the full screen TV. And you lose like a lot once it went to like the full screen. Kind of like you said with hosts, like it it's more immersive if you watch it on your phone. Uh, so I've you can try definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. If you can, I would try to watch it on your phone because I was a lot more invested in it when I was watching it on my phone. But the ending, ah, I don't want to give too much away, uh, but the ending, it's good. So that's also why I liked it more than I did, uh, just because the ending was a little bit different. It's great. You're going to love it. I know you're going to love Spree, so please watch it, especially if you like like goofy, like funny horror. It's very that, but then as it progresses, it gets a lot more dark and scary and concerning. And the end, fuck, maybe I should have put it on my top five. Uh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when you get to the end, it just turns into like this whole crazy, like, I don't know, it's great, but you're going to enjoy it. And I do recommend watching it on your phone if you can. 
Uh, but yeah, this was fun. Uh, I yes. think we did great. Um, I love the ranking discussions. I definitely want to do some more ranking in the future. So um, just be on the lookout. Uh, I don't know. There might be some format changes uh, to anybody listening. Uh, we're kind of figuring things out at the moment. So this might be the last episode. And don't quote me on it, but I'll probably leave it in. Uh, this might be the last episode for a bit, maybe like a couple weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. Uh, trying to kind of figure out the formatting and how we want things to go. Uh, stuff like this is really fun where like I don't have to like do a whole bunch of research for a film and like can just like rank out shit uh, me and Starby have been talking about it for quite some time so maybe we'll kind of bring it into fruition give us some time to figure out like the structure it's a new year a new us yeah. or whatever <laughs> um, COVID's still around that sucks but uh, personally we want to try to switch <laughs> um, so just be on the lookout um, but yeah this was fun so rework again can everybody find you plug yourself you can find me at spooky re spelled s-p-o-o-k-i-r-i-h on Twitter and it's really all my social medias for this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have to do Stormy's job today. I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> so you can find us slash her uh, on Twitter and Instagram at slash underscore her underscore pod. Uh, we're available on pretty much most uh, podcast platforms: uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Pandora. I believe we're on Pandora now. Uh, Google Podcasts. I, I don't know. I submit them. They're there. Stormy <laughs> remembers me for me. Uh, but we're there. Uh, obviously, leave us a rating, uh, share, do whatever you got to do. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, this is our first episode of 2020. Uh, or no, 2021. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. The year went by so fast. Yeah, this is our first episode of 2021. So you know what? Here's to a good year. Uh, good horror movies. Uh, you know, I don't know. Grateful for everything that I was able to, I guess, grow from in the previous year. It was shitty and I don't want to think about it ever again, <laughs> but I'm still grateful for the podcast at least. And, you know, I started that in 2020 alongside Stormy and it's really helped open up like a whole new world for me pretty much like being able to interact and discuss and talk about things with like-minded individuals that I've never had the chance of doing before has been yes. so nice. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. 2020, although it was awful, will always be the birth year of Slasher. <laughs> so there's that, I guess. That is a good positive <laughs> uh but yeah so thank you everybody so much uh keep listening and stay spooky stay spooky bye, bye. <laughs>